Welcome to TuneIn's In Conversation With podcast series, in which we invite Kenyan leaders and trailblazers to discuss their lives and work. Today's episode is part of our In the Arts Vertical, featuring Nairobi illustrator Lulu Kitololo and filmmaker Nyendo Muki. We give special thanks to 254 Brewing Co. for sponsoring this series. This is the third of four segments. Find part four at www.innairobi.com forward slash tune in. This is Tune In by the In Network. So something you said reminded me of um, something I learned recently in the mm. context of, of a Women's Business Club, right? Um, and it's that um, when women and men go to interviews, or no, when women and, and men are job hunting, right. um, like women, we have this thing where if we don't kind of tick all the boxes, all the criteria that they're looking for, yep. we won't apply. Yep. Whereas men will often apply even if they don't tick yes. the boxes. So the probability of them getting the jobs is higher yep. just by that fact, you know, that confidence. Yeah. And um, it's interesting that you said that. Like, I wonder, I'm sure the same applies in, in that context. Um, and just wondering, like, do you ever feel like your gender um, has a bearing in, you know, your work being accepted or opportunities for you to do what you do and, you know? Well, I feel definitely, um, I'll say with a general, like, brush abroad uh-huh. I'll use that very abroad. generally abroad <laughs> yeah. when my films are playing in festivals uh-huh. I find as if um, the creativity maybe that African women are expressing in terms of like my fellow African women filmmakers mm-hmm. is really strongly celebrated uh, around the world mm-hmm. um, whereas I feel that commercially yeah. uh, male or men filmmakers are the ones who are making more strides commercially locally got you okay so it's like i think people are interested in um experiment like experimental languages in film uh, mm-hmm. people who are still like finding their voices looking at different paths to follow in the filmmaking process mm-hmm. whereas commercially it's a very traditional um path that people yeah. are following yeah and also you know you're building up on networks that have already been established yeah so those networks might not necessarily allow us in. Yeah. But whereas festivals will allow you in because of the creativity of your voice. Sure. So it's it's um yeah. Sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna be controversial. <clears throat> and you know, do you think part of it is is because, you know, being a black woman mm-hmm. is quite a mm-hmm. um um yeah, I don't know the proper words to use, but you know, like abroad it's it's quite a it's quite a good thing to be in terms of opportunities, right. in terms of, I mean, yes, there's affirmative action and all that, but I think also there's some kind of novelty or not novelty. I think, but, mm, okay, keep going. I can't find the right words. Um, this is annoying. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like, yeah, you know, you, you, and I think it is down to the diversity thing. Yeah, this right. this, this this thirst for diversity, whether it's it's coming from a genuine place mm. or whether it is coming from a box ticking place. Um, but yeah, being a black woman in this moment, I think um, you know, abroad, I'll use your right. brush, um, is quite a valuable identity. Right. 
for some of these um, opportunities. I don't know. Would you agree? I, I do feel that um, on my part, if I, yeah. if I look at a festival and I'm looking at the people who are running the festival and I'm looking at the judges in the panels and yeah. all of this stuff, the people who they've invited to present their work at the festival, yeah. and I'm seeing that everyone looks the same, whether yeah. it's race or it's gender, yeah. I don't trust the festival. Mm. Interesting. So I, I don't trust that the festival is, maybe they can have a lot of films that are from the continent or that are looking diverse, but then if you don't have the players within the festival being diverse, I just don't trust it. Gotcha. Then I feel that it is tokenism. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, however, there, there have been some times where I felt that I'm in Europe, I am like the only Kenyan woman filmmaker at a festival, maybe even just the only Kenyan mm. at the festival. Mm. And there'll be like two or three other Africans scattered somewhere uh, amidst the people. Yeah. And um, there've been expectations like of what I should, the mm. things I should be saying, yeah. how I should speak, yeah. the way I interact with other people, yeah. the work that I make. And if my work is deviating from that, then it's not serving an ideology that has been built around African women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know I've gotten into arguments when I'm like in Finland or Sweden or Spain or somewhere, you know, where they're like, oh, this African woman has something to say back. Yeah. It's like, yes, yeah. of course I have something to say back. Where have you never stood and spoken with one right. of us? What is your problem? You know, and when you do you do challenge people just your presence sometimes yeah. can challenge people because yeah. like already we've said some stuff about colonialism mm -hmm. how can colonialism not come up when you're in europe mm -hmm. and i remember a danish friend saying oh you know the thing is that we just know so little about africa and i said you your ancestors came to our continent took our cultural information, which you've mentioned already, mm -hmm. stored it in your museums and your libraries, and then you dare say that you don't know when you have direct access it's to learning. It's the interest. It's, yeah. That would be a more accurate thing, yeah? We're yeah, not interested in... Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. even, like, a friend asked me to advise her on African animation uh -huh. because she was going to teach a course. And my question was, like, why are you teaching the course if you don't know about right. African animation? Right. I'm an African animator. It doesn't make me an African animation connoisseur. Uh, yes. And then, additionally, I go to your festivals to see our work. It really comes down to the interest that someone can be going to festivals in Europe, mm. having access, but they've never watched African animation. Yeah. And now they're teaching a class. Yeah. It's pointing to you not having had interest yeah. in African animation. Yeah. 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 But, you know, like, so another perspective, like we don't even have interest in, in our own things. Mm. Um, and I'm using, again, a generalization. But so so what do we do about it, you know, as producers in this yeah. industry? Yeah. Like, do you ever feel an obligation or a responsibility? Right. Um, but because the whole point is for us to create a space in which, an industry in which we are also com consuming our own content. Yeah. You know, if you're going to keep looking towards, like, Hollywood, for example, to celebrate people who are not fitting a specific... Um, I was going to call it dynamic, but it's not dynamic. Um, <laughs> a specific... Like label or yeah, like... You know, just like yeah. male white yeah. uh, identities yeah. and like telling stories based around their experiences, yeah. then we'll be waiting forever mm -hmm. because they can mm -hmm. celebrate one year. And then as we've seen this year, 
it's like, oh shoot, did we forget to include <laughs> all, all the these other. amazing people who've yeah. been across our screens and behind in the scripts and doing all of this? Oh shoot, sorry, we forgot about you guys. Mm -hmm. So um, this is a major problem because we're tuned from the time we are young yeah. to appreciate content that is from abroad. Yeah, yeah, we're tuned through religion, we're tuned through the stuff that we watch on television, we're tuned by what's in our cinemas, what's mm -hmm. playing on our radios. Mm -hmm. So by the time we're now adults and we're trying to find our own ways of expressing ourselves, it's conflicting with what the general population wants yeah. because they're not tuned to this new sort of... It's almost like we're remaking a language, yeah. a visual language. Yeah. So, um, personally, I feel like we just really have to force it. Yeah. Yeah. Lulu, you've done amazing. Like, every time I, I can recognize your art oh, thank you. a, 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 anywhere. <laughs> yeah, whether it's on the wall, it's on the print, it's on the card. I'll see it across the room and I'll say that's Lulu's work. Like, I can tell your visual language very easily. Thank it's very you. striking and it's very True. particular to you. And it's also like creating part of that vocabulary we have for what it is to be an African artist. Right. You know, because right. we're not being traditional artists, you know. Yes. Graphic design is, is we're translating it to a totally different medium. Right. So right. we have to find a new way to express something that we've even been kind of cut off Right, from, right. Know? And I think that's what inspires me. Like, you know, part of it is just discovery for myself. But then also, like, how can we get away from the the cliche, the, yeah. the kind of orientalism yeah. of, of our culture, yeah. heritage, and like, yeah, reimagine it for ourselves. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, it's, I feel like sometimes I feel like it's it's part kind of history, but it's also part like, yeah, reimagining. It's like and part history, part Afrofuturism. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and yeah, that's my inspiration. And, right. and so, um, you know, like, you know, learning about Orishas, you know, that that, and then now creating my own interpretation. So, like, you know, sometimes you have people who are like, oh, but that's not quite accurate or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, that's creative license. Like, I don't know if you ever yeah. experienced this where... And it's down to people having these expectations of what you're doing. Um, but you're also an artist. You're also, like, you ha you want some creative license. You, you, you are also putting your imagination into things. Well, th this is also in terms of someone telling you that something isn't accurate. They could be that but then there's also the idea of African culture being stagnant yeah. so it's locked yes. in a period before white people arrived yes. and changed everything yeah. and it's like after that everything that happened isn't African yeah. but if it's not African then what mm. what is it mm -hmm. you know the way that even as Christians mm -hmm. we don't pray to Jesus the same way that people pray to Jesus in Europe these people are too, do, doing totally different things. We've been colonized, but we're still taking that information and mm -hmm. mixing it with things that we've had yeah. and expressing it differently because yeah. we are different people. Right. We have a different history. Right. So it's like in your body. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes yeah. I go to church and I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> what, is, what is this? 
what is this? And then yeah. you look at like videos of candomblé and like yeah. voodoo uh, rituals. Yeah. And I'm like, this is happening in my church. Yeah. Yeah. So you've tried to delete a history yeah. and you try to erase a culture, but it's, but it's still coming through. Yeah. And I think yeah. this would be really beautiful if we understood that because yeah. then we could embrace it more holistically yeah. because we are afraid of it. Yeah. We've been taught to be afraid of something that is deemed as being primitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So it's something that we should leave behind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you're born again into a new person. New being, yeah. yeah. But all this creativity that we're expressing is a different, Is it's trying to find a different way to express ourselves. It's true. It's true. And so, so, there's this thing of, so, because I'm an African, mm-hmm. yeah, um, so the work that I create, you know, then it's automatically African mm-hmm. because I'm an African. Mm-hmm. Um, is that how you feel? Um, or have you ever kind of felt restricted by that, you know, being categorized as, as an African filmmaker um, or an African artist? Do you know, I think the thing that I've held on to most is being a Kenyan filmmaker, which, uh, I don't I mean, it's just a construction. Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, wh- what I find about that mm-hmm. is that, I mean, the history is there of uh, Kenyan filmmakers. However, because we have been, like, in our education system, we're not exposed to it. Yeah. Um, I feel very liberated to just do whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel that I'm in, I don't know, like I'm a French filmmaker and I'm obligated to make my things in the vein of whichever wave of French filmmakers came before me and to be influenced by blah, blah and all of this stuff. Yeah. I feel liberated. Yeah. And I really enjoy that. Yeah. Um, So even as an African filmmaker, I think the celebration of West African art is so high mm-hmm. and filmmaking is so high mm. that I don't feel obligated to mm-hmm. it either. Mm-hmm. So we are the ones who can make yeah. this thing that will be enforced. <laughs> 20 years from now. <laughs> They'll be like, no, are you following the uh, Nouvelle Vague that came from Lulu Kitilolo and um, Endemuki's experimentalism? Yeah. Are you, have you read about that? I think you should look at that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that will be the future. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Have you felt this? Um, no, yeah. I don't think I have either. Um, and it's funny that you, yeah, you, you focused on the Kenyan, like, yeah. you know, identity. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know if I do that as much, you know, I, I talk about Africa more generally, but, um, no, I haven't, I haven't felt that, felt that I, I don't. And I think my, my discipline is maybe different from yours, um, in that way mm-hmm. where there aren't all these schools mm-hmm. of illustrate, not really, you know, there's the fine artists, but illustration feels like a much yeah. newer, yeah. um, discipline. So I think we've escaped some of those. Kind of yeah, ex- yeah. those controls. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you you exactly. have like Tinga Tinga slow, coming into illustration, and then there's a gap. Yeah, and then Lulu's over there. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, yeah. That concludes part three or four of TuneIn's In Conversation With series with Kenyan illustrator Lulu Kitololo and filmmaker Ngendomuki. 
For part 4 and more exciting content, head to www.innairobi.com forward slash tune in. Thank you for listening. We give special thanks to Two Graves Wine and Friends in Kilimani for hosting this discussion and to 254 Brewing Co. for sponsoring this series. This is Tune In by The In Network. Learn more at www.innairobi.com or on Instagram at The In Network NBO.